Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 265. Wait, is this what? particular episode of WP Water Cooler is brought to you by Tunnel Bear. Tunnel Bear is an easy-to-use VPN service that allows you to browse the internet with servers in 20 different countries. They have apps for a whole bunch of different stuff, including iPhone, Android, Windows, Mac. They even have a Chrome extension. So feel free to go take a look at them at wpwatercooler.com slash tunnelbear. Look, see, I love see. that we have sponsors. I just wanted to point that out. George didn't so, say anything. So <laughs> Let's go around the room real quick. Get everyone introduced. George, you're in alphabetical quarter. <laughs> the first one in the alphabet. We sort after, of, the tunnel, after the tunnel bear. Wait, tunnel bear? Tunnel bear. Go me. Best name I'm, ever. Yeah. I prefer cave bear, but uh, mm, there's uh, some other places you could take that. <laughs> Just who are you, George? Who are you, George? Who are you? And what Hi, I'm George Sasanis. <laughs> I work with Jet Bear, and <laughs> um, and I just finished off last weekend our WordCamp Lancaster experience, which was a lot of fun, and I am still catching up on sleep. Awesome! Always good to have you and on, George. Organizers, sleep. Oh yeah. What is sleep? John, how about you? Tell us something about yourself, John. Uh, I'm John Brown. Uh, I run a company called Nine Seeds that does custom WordPress development. Um, I'm also a full-time digital nomad. Today, joining everybody from Maui, where I was the lead organizer of WordCamp Maui a couple years ago. Um, Maui. For a couple weeks. And uh, also, we'll be uh, swinging by the meetup group here in Maui that I founded uh, five, six, six years ago, I think now. Um, so stoked that there's still a, a WordPress community active and, and going, even though I left Maui two years ago. So cool stuff. That's awesome, man. Good to have you on as always, John. How about you say, I just want to know about John's, uh, desire to rehost, um, WordCamp Hawaii, <laughs> WordCamp Maui. Oh, no. I, I would love <laughs> another WordCamp, uh, in Hawaii, uh, either on Maui or on Oahu. Um, I lived on Maui for a while, which is why I managed to organize one here. Um, I don't anymore. I, I went back to being a full-time nomad, and I continue to uh, support and encourage the local community here in Hawaii to uh, organize another one with uh, the promise of uh, my unwavering support uh, logistically uh, to making that and happen. And sponsorshipally. And, and sponsorshipally. Uh, sponsorshipally, it's a word. Uh, but somebody else needs to uh, do the the footwork, uh, which is considerable, as uh, my fellow organizers here know. So, uh, really hoping. Wait, we can pause there. on that. I'll just say who I am, and then Jason can say who he is, and then we can get back to that because we don't have yes, that. Cool. I like. I like jumped in. I'm sorry. You're just too interesting, John. Um, I'm oh, Siri. What it's called? Okay. I Siri Media do stuff. Word stuff. Word. I press things. Word things. WordPress. Mwah. Take it awesome. away, Jason. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My site is jasontucker.blog. And um, yeah, um, we also do some other shows on WP Watercore Network. Yesterday was a pretty um, pretty cool uh, episode. Um, they had um, they had Taco from Yoast on on uh, Community Connections yesterday. 
It was a great episode. It's episode number 11. Feel free to go take a look at that. You can go to wpwatercore.com slash community connections where you can uh, find out about that. But it was, a, it was a really cool episode. And they record for an hour. So if you want to listen to an hour's content of them talking about community and all sorts of fun stuff, it was awesome. So talk like, about community. Yeah. Let's get back into oh. the WordCamp stuff, right? Yeah, sure, sure. get back in it. I was just going to say, I like the clip that you posted on Instagram. I thought that was very um, helpful and interesting. And let's do more social promo. Okay. Yeah, I've been explicitly banned by my wife from being lead organizer in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm allowed to do like sponsors and speakers and the sort of stuff that can happen long in advance. But the actual day and week of where everything goes crazy and I'm running around like a sheep with my head cut off and I have to like take half the week off just to survive. No, no more. No. I, I would love, I want to do it, uh, but uh, um, I'm, I should not be allowed to do it. I, I want things that are bad for me. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> that, uh, it, don't, we a problem. don't we all? Don't we all? The level of I mean, that could be a whole show yeah. in of itself. Let's say you, John. The amount of stress that a lead organizer shoulders the week or two uh, leading up to the first speaker going on is uh, uh, incredible. Like it is, it is, it is intense. But so I will say about- that having good co-organizers is super critical. And I think that early on, like uh, with WordCamp Maui, I picked great people. Um, they didn't have a lot of experience with WordCamp, which was the one challenge, but. Mm-hmm. They'd been to a couple, like a couple of them had been to a couple, but half of my organizers had never been to a WordCamp. Never seen one, never been to one, because there'd never been one here on Maui. Um, and it's one of those things where most people, unlike I think the the insiders, like everybody on the show, uh, <laughs> who is willing to travel to WordCamps far and wide, um, you know, most people on Maui have like Maui. considered going to a WordCamp on the mainland. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the really interesting things is as lead organizer, and I'm very guilty of this, stop doing things, delegate things. Oh, yeah. oh my uh, gosh. That's, I, so that's a I problem that's like across. That's a problem across. That's what I was going to say. So, like, this is not exclusive to um, WordCamp uh, event management. Always before an event is like, you know, major crunch time and craziness. But I'm wondering, there are so many WordCamps all across this great nation and globe of ours. And at what point is there a format that makes that easier for people? I feel like that there should be one, that there is one, that they all follow a very similar format. It's not reinventing the wheel every time. So is there like a handbook? I know you guys get like mentors, but um, what's the crazy? Tell me about the crazy. There, there are. Our mentors, there is our guidelines and rule, like rules. Is it like guidelines. the codex? It's like the codex. How the codex is helpful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more <laughs> helpful than the codex in some way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, you, know. you get some guidance. <laughs> Too real. I mean, it's or, organizing an event uh, is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like you know, hosting a dinner party is a lot of work. Uh, host a all-day conference for 200 or 500 people is a lot more work. Yeah, it is. And the, all the prep that you have to do leading up to that, just the 
just the amount of, I mean, I'm going to have a meeting right after this about WordCamp um, OC, where it's like, we got to get together and talk about all the things that are going to be happening for that. And Are you on OC this year? Always on OC, every year. I love oh, it. Oh, really? How did yep. I not know that? That's weird. Hmm. You should go to a meetup, say. Hmm. What is a meetup? Wait, meetups and word. <laughs> this is a meetup. Isn't this a meetup? Don't I come to this a meetup all the time? This is totally a meetup. This, this is, is totally a meetup. Meet this you is don't it. go anywhere. You just come hang out here. <laughs> I just walked into my office and I'm like, hey, hey, everybody. Um, no, but the like, meetups really, are the best. Just put, oh, they are. But beyond the meetup, you're not planning the the camp at the meetup, right? So, like, I can't believe that I didn't know that you were one of the organizers for Orange County. Yeah, like, that I'm is one like. One of the organizers. What? <laughs> I don't even know where to put that in my brain. But pretty much what happened with like my role is, you know, with doing um, with doing uh, the uh, with doing hallway track and doing those sorts of things of like getting people together and talking with them and doing that sort of stuff. We're, we're you know, we're trying to take that to the next level. So, um, you know, we, when we went to WordCamp US, it was crazy having a, a hallway track there, branded hallway track and just having like that sort of thing happen. So. Oh, it's kind of neat. Um, we'll see how how things go uh, this year. Doing that same sort of uh, thing with um, WordCamp OC. Uh, George, I want to ask you a question. How did your did you do your dry um, after party? Uh, yes, we did. Um, How'd that go? We, well, we initially planned on having it being like full bar, have a bartender, everything to make sure people don't get too drunk. We wound up saving about a grand on our budget just by having a dry after party, which it went great. We had no complaints. Folks really enjoyed it. We did it BYOB. So some folks like brought a bottle of wine or something to share with friends, which is fine. We're not responsible for that. Um, and uh, one of our speakers, uh, Abby, was, I want to say 18, maybe 19. And so it was a bit more inclusive. So we weren't like having a bunch of people drinking booze around a 19-year-old who we want to make sure is actively included and engaged as well. So we saved a lot in our budget. Um, and I mean, Apart from lunch, which was catered by a local company, um, our afternoon stack, our uh, drinks for the after party, our pizzas for the after party, because we basically just did a pizza party, all came from Costco and like significant savings over what we were expecting to spend for all of them. Uh, so it was fantastic. And I can't say idly enough. Um, if any of your organizers has a Costco that, membership and you have a local one, go get yourself there. Uh, except for if you have gluten-free people, so there's not necessarily, is there gluten-free? Were there gluten-free options? I'm sorry, this is not exciting to anyone, but I think say, it's important to advocate for my people. Say, not only were there gluten-free options, there were also vegan options and gluten-free and vegan options at the pizza party. You're I ordered so 25, I ordered 25 pizzas from Costco for the general population, and then I followed up individually with every attendee that had registered either gluten or vegan or lactose issues uh, to see what if they would be at the after party and what their needs would be. And then we went out because it was more affordable to just get three pizzas, one gluten-free, one vegan cheese, one gluten-free with, ve with vegan cheese. And the attendees that needed them loved them, and it was great. Where, where did the, awesome. uh, really where did the other pizzas come from? Because not Costco. No, no. The other pizzas were a local place <laughs> no. that does like artisanal yeah. hearth baked pizzas called the fridge, and it was great. It was forty uh, bucks we, for the three pies, and everyone was included. <laughs> I was just going to point out the other thing is so Pennsylvania has a 
kind of BYOB culture with your liquor laws there that isn't necessarily true of all the states. Um, like it, having a lot of there. like sure. California, most venues would never let you bring in your own. Um, like unless you're in a public or privately owned space that isn't a that doesn't have a liquor license of their own. Like in California, which hmm. is where I, I grew up, like you could never bring in outside alcohol to somewhere that has a liquor license. Um, so it, it, there are some local regulations that kind of come into play. Sure. I mean, our after party and our speaker dinner were both at the same place, which is a local co-working space. Uh, so we had a lot more flexibility there. Um, yeah. And as luck would have it, um, I used to be a member there before a couple of our other like pseudo organizers still are members. So we wound up, uh, listing them as a venue sponsor and got the entire space donated, which was a tremendous help for our budget as well. Um, it's possible to have a WordCamp on a relatively small budget. Um, so, yeah. Did I, I'm curious if any of you, I, I, I follow the community discussions on the make.wordpress.org uh, mm -hmm. blog a lot. Did any of you see the recent discussion about speaker thank yous and gifts? Did they finally they post, post it? I've been waiting for them to post it so I could get a comment on that. <clears throat> yeah, they posted it last week. And um, uh, I commented on it. Like so I need to go comment on that. That was because I was asking questions and I had, I don't know if any of what I was asking has gotten on the discussion yet, but I had a plan for what I wanted to do for our speaker gift, which mm. was. Oh, right. You of, did this. Yes. So instead of just like giving them a, bag or something, which is what we ended up doing, I wanted to give all the speakers a set of lockpicks and have someone from Tool, the open organization of lockpickers, which is very much like open source hardware stuff, come up from DC and do a workshop explaining how uh, lockpicking works, how you can understand the technology that secures your stuff, um, all that kind of thing. But some people were kind of skeeved out by the concept of it's lockpicking. That's what criminals do, even though criminals would never actually do traditional lock picking because there are far easier ways to break into things. But uh, some people were skeeved out, so it wind up getting vetoed. But I was hoping to have the discussion and say, this is kind of like having a code security workshop, which you will often see in tracks at a WordCamp. What is the difference between physical and digital security? Uh, and if we don't, I mean, I'm not giving these to just any Joe that walks in off the street. Uh, this is for our speakers, folks that we know, folks that we presumably have some level of trust in. So. That that sounds like a brilliant, fun, that's awesome. kind of, uh, team building yeah. event for the speakers. I I would love that. Like a like it's not so much the lock picking set, right? Like that's one thing, but the yeah, that's the, ten bucks with a the little, little practice transparent lock that they can practice on. Yeah, but that's awesome. Uh, I had getting someone together for, to actually learn like all together how to do it. Sounds like a really fun. Yeah. I had uh, someone who was willing to volunteer their time, come up and do the workshop for free. Uh, just. Uh, uh, invoice for a hotel room for them to stay when they come up. Uh, and it would have been under budget. It would have been great, but there were some folks who were uncomfortable with it. So it got kiboshed. Hmm. Dang. I mean, yeah, it's like, pen testing. I, you know, I mean, doing pen testing of a WordPress site, that would be pretty mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, but now you're not having to hack somebody's WordPress site. You're just going like, here's a bunch of locks and let's play around with them. And there's different ways that locks are set up and everything. Yeah, and even if you can get like one of the one of the companies that does uh, WordPress security to do it would be pretty mm -hmm. awesome as well. Yeah, it would be a fun thing to have as a sponsor, booth. like that to sponsor it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so, I if I Siri would have that as a giveaway to sponsor booth. 
Yeah, like yeah. I like the idea of bringing in these kind of uh, other things. I know that George, you specifically like the actual physical objects. Like mm -hmm. you made your speaker badge, you know, where you're like playing around with the soldering stuff and like circuits. Um, that's this was our bad. embroidered logo. This and you're an embroidered logo, so you're very text. Dude, like, awesome. like um, what is it? Kinetic? Is it kinetic? Touch based? We do stuff. In the mm -hmm. real world, does yeah. anyone know what that is? What is this real world thing? Doing things in meat space. space. Am I in a box? What's happening? Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had a very meta moment there. It's like too real. Yeah. Uh, look, I think that uh, I, I said this on that thread. I think organizers need a lot more leeway. Uh, I, I, I think that they've had leeway and they need leeway in terms of thank yous and things to be unique. The the concern voice in the ticket seemed to focus around the cost of various speaker gifts and what was described as a competitiveness between camps, which I found really um, like I've never seen it. I've been involved in a lot of different camps, both as speakers and organizers, and I've never heard a speaker be like, "Oh, well, I want to go to I want to go to Word Camp Timbuktu because they give away X." To their speakers versus but I don't want to speak at word camp. You say accent like axe? What? There no, is like some level of there is some level of prestige that comes with giving away superscribe because you become legendary and people speak good things about you for the future. Like I pretty sure. Um John, were you at uh WordCamp Chicago 2014 where Michelle got enough sponsorship funding and gave all the speakers Timbuktu's with the logo on it? Wow, no, the bag. That's cool. That's yes. cool. What's I still a have two. Is that is that a book? Book two is a messenger bag. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice, I, I've yeah. seen those bags. They're nice. But yeah, I think that blue. look, there are camps that have done uh, speaker gifts that are noteworthy and get uh, social media attention and whatnot. Like I can think of the San Diego's baseball jerseys, the players' cards that I think Miami did one year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there Las are Vegas things that did, are like dice or cards or something like that too. There was oh, like poker, so chips, been, I think. poker chips. Yeah. I've been involved with Vegas for almost all the years that Vegas has happened in some fashion. And yeah, we did um, poker chips one year. We've done um, dice. We've done uh, <clears throat> often Vegas related things, but um, you know, and sometimes just t-shirts, but uh, you know, uh, I think Hawaii got in the way. And I didn't, I didn't do uh, Miami this year, uh, whatever it was, a week or two ago. But last year for Miami, like I got a speaker swag bag that was like twenty different little things. Like, and there were some cool things like Domino's with a logo on them. But then there's like a lunchbox, and there was a there was like a tote bag, and like I'm like, can we just get one cool thing? Like I don't, like I don't care whether it's one cool thing that is you know, a $5 item or one cool thing that's a 50 or $500 item. But like, I, I don't need 50 things. I just want one memorable, cool thing. Like, yeah. uh, and I would way prefer that money be spent more experientially, like mm -hmm. George was describing, than on something high value. Um, but I also don't think that the value should be capped um, arbitrarily, which is kind of where I think that thread was going was, what if we cap speaker thank yous at the price of a one day ticket, which is forty dollars, which I think is way too uh, 20. low, twenty or twenty, which I think is way I too know, low. I like think thirty bucks is a reasonable. If you're going above thirty bucks per speaker 
consider if it's necessary. Um, but eh, I, I, work your budget. If you're running massively over budget, then you may want to reconsider whether that's a good idea. But if you can work it in your budget and it's building the community and I don't see that huge of a deal of it, but I need to read the thread. There is. Yeah. This is not... Say, oh, say go ahead. <laughs> it's like, blick, blick. Um, so this isn't necessarily specifically about speaker uh, gifts, but there is happening right now a little bit of a backlash against um, tech t-shirts in on the... Uh, women in tech side um not just because of the terrible fit of all of the <laughs> shirts um but there was this really interesting article that um someone published that i don't i'll get the link to and we can put in the notes um uh, that was basically talking about how the t-shirt look is very tech bro and a lot of it starts to feel as if women are um you know in order to be part of that community more. We are basically, you know, putting on the tech bro uniform and, you know, wearing these t-shirts that are, you know, pretty much across the board, not flattering. Let's just be, you know, there's <laughs> not a ton of, uh, of flattery going on in a lot of these cuts for women. Um, but it, it's a really interesting thing. And, you know, given all like the plethora of t-shirts that were available at WordCamp US, um, it starts to become you know, you go to various trade shows and they're giving away little squeezy balls and they're giving away like, you know, whatever, like candies and whatever. It starts to become not 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 a thing that's neat necessarily, but just uh, gratuitous. Like, here's just some more stuff we're going to throw at you. And I think that is a line that we should be careful with because uh, word camps have always well, felt really authentic. And when they start to just become like these like kind of inauthentic, you know, here's just a bunch of stuff and you know one of the people at WordCamp US was giving away dollar bills like literally had a table full of dollar bills and was like it's easier just to give you money than it is to buy a thing and you're attracted to it right and I was like I don't want your dollar bill um and I left but um, yeah I know the the payment gateway people payment processors you're talking about it, it's clever it's not it's actually there's a tie-in there's a tie-in before there, there is there's a, a smart tie-in it's it's been done before and it, 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 I mean, it, it's kind of cool. Like it's a nice change. Um, the thing is, I like t-shirts. Um, I get they're not flattering to all women. Um, women have a lot more variety of upper body shape than men. Um, but the thing is, is like a t-shirt I can wear a couple times and throw away if I or give away if I need to or recycle into something else. Um, a squeezy stress ball. I, I have no need for a fifteenth squeezy stress ball. Um, I have no need for a fifteenth whatever. It's kind of the nature of swag, right? It's it's right. kind of pointless crap with your logo on it that you give to people. Um, it, it's it's as hard I have as no giving need for a forty eighth event shirt. What? Yeah, I have no need for well, a forty eighth event t shirt. That's true. <laughs> well, and there's there's an element of, of waste and thinking about in terms of the environment. And, you know, I think that we have gotten, as, as WordPresses, have gotten more normalized in that fashion, as opposed to being more innovative with stuff like what um, George was talking about, you know, like, you know, not just giving people another bag to stack up with the rest of their bags, but giving them a bonding experience or a community-based learning thing. Like, that the focus mm. on so shifting the focus from this stuff mm. to these other things 
I think is a really great direction. So I'm really glad that that conversation is happening and that you're part of that, George, and thinking outside of the, you know, um, what do we have to do to just be like, you know, a conference, but we're not just normal conferences. And I think, I think innovating in that area is, is really great. Another thing yeah, worth considering, I'm sorry, uh, do you want to go ahead or should I? No, go for it. All right. Another thing worth considering is when you're doing t-shirts for an event, everyone's going to have different size t-shirts. So that's an extra point of information you need to collect when someone's signing up for a ticket. And that's an extra thing because some people are going to be signing up for tickets after you've already got the swag ordered. So you need to pad your order to get extras. So there's always going to be extras left over and there's going to be in the wrong sizes. And some people aren't going to get the size they want or someone that signed up for a XL is going to want a small and then some it's one big headache. So it's really cool if you can do something else that is one size fits all and makes it much easier to supply your attendees. So that's why for this year for our attendees, we did hats. Also, we we're a conference in early March. It's going to be cold outside. A warm hat's kind of a nice thing to have. Uh, we've done scarves in previous years. We were considering doing gloves at one point. But something that's one size fits all, and you can avoid a lot of that headache about different sizing issues, uh, may be easier and save some of your organizers some headaches. Yeah, I mean Bridget did a did a thing on GitHub. Um, it was her first her first like uh, project on GitHub of um, had nothing to do with coding or anything, but she used the the issues to kind of track all the different T-shirt sizes and the types of shirts that are used at, at these conferences. And then she actually took photos of herself in the shirt, saying like, "This shirt does not fit me. This shirt does not fit me." These are the reasons why we take scissors to these T-shirts and essentially make. Um, either muscle shirts or whatever out of them. But I love I love what you were talking about, um, George, and that you know you guys live in a in an environment where you're not even gonna see the t-shirt anyhow because if you're out and about because you're gonna be wearing a big <laughs> jacket or coat rather. So it's Man. like if that's the thing, then yeah, get hats or something like that. And or also you're or. talking about sizing and fit of t-shirts. Um that's yes, if they're only doing <clears throat> the uh, unisex boxy cut that John was talking about earlier. But even sometimes you'll see sponsors like I know WordCamp US a couple of years ago, uh, Jetpack and Woo both did three different cuts of shirts. There was a general uh, unisex cut, there was a traditional ladies cut, and there's a dolman cut, which is much more baggy style. That's a bit more like fashionista type cut. Uh, and we still had folks that none of the three cuts would fit them well. And then there was all that extra shirts left over. Uh, so and then when it says the event name on it, what do you do with it afterwards? I mean, thrift we, store, all the thrift stores well, end up having well, we give it out internally to employees yeah. that want them, but uh, it's a question and you need to have some level of plan for it. And I was going to say, I quite often take the extra t-shirt, an extra t-shirt that is not my right size because I have dreams of building them into a giant quilt. Uh, so I, cause I just want to cut the logo out of it. Right. Like that's how I recycle my t-shirts. Um, I, I get that doesn't apply to everyone. Um, the, I like the idea of patches a lot, um, because it's almost like hearkening back to like, you know, the girl scouts or the boy scouts. It's like WP scouts, you know, we can have a thing with all your badges on it. That's where, that's kind of like where the pins are going. I like the pin, you know, pins are more like that. They are more unisex. They are more inclusive. You know, it's something that, um, people aren't excluded from based off of availability or their size or, or whatnot. So I think that that is, um, thinking bigger and thinking more inclusive in all of these things that we're doing in WordCamps, you know, there's all these iterations. And if people start thinking about this stuff, we will get to some really innovative places. And 
we can, I, I think, even shape conferences uh, all around. You know, we, we can be leaders in that area of, you know, economic, um, environmentally more friendly. We're already, you know, we've got our great community guidelines happening. Um, you know, I think the WordPress community is really advanced in a lot of these areas and has the opportunity to um, be a leader in those areas. And I think you're doing the good work, George. <laughs> Keep awesome the fight. Job. Awesome, awesome job. <laughs> That's oh, about oh, it, folks. Last, thing. last 10 second thing. I'm sorry. 10 second. Go uh, for it. <laughs> when putting a logo on a t-shirt, be careful where you do it because it can be awkward placement for some of the ladies that want to wear the shirts later. <laughs> or even the dudes. You have a big beer, beer belly. It gets awkward as well, man. You, you, don't even see half the, you don't even see half of the thing. So it's not just a lady problem either. <laughs> patches. Patches, people. Patches, patches. are patches. Do patches. Patches. Oh, eye patches. patches! That would actually be really cool. A word came on September nineteenth. Talk like a pirate day. WordPress swapped to eye patches. Yes. Yes. Somebody's <laughs> well, folks, that's about it for Next today. I want to say thank you very much for my panel of folks to be that were on today and kind of talking about all the cool stuff um, regarding uh, WordCamps. Um, I also want to remind you to go over and check out our sponsor, which is uh, TunnelBear. Um, they are uh, sponsoring this particular episode. They have some really great stuff for free. You can Ooh, check out their free. VPN. Their VPN service for free for, for the first 500 megabytes. Um, you can also try so their good. giant plan as well as their grizzly plan. And you can go over to whwatercooler.com slash tunnelbear to find more information about that. I love their design. Love. Yes. Yes. Love. It's very awesome. It's very uh, awesome. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, folks, Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.